The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We know and we've been hearing lots of questions, a lot of commentary this week about AISH, the assured income for the severely handicapped program in this province. Now, last week, reporting by Post Media suggested that the UCP government was considering cuts to AISH. Now, if you're wondering what it is, it is the program that almost 70,000 Albertans rely on for income for basic needs like housing and food. In a series of tweets yesterday, Matt Wolf, the executive director of issues management for the premier, tweeted, "Aish assured income for the severely and had severely in capital letters handicapped, but thousands of people with diagnosis for anxiety, ADHD, etc., are, are on a lifetime Aish coverage." Again, these tweets from Matt Wolf, the executive director of issues management for the premier. Uh, Mr. Wolf went on to say that Aish rules are growing at three times the rate of population growth and says it's not unrealistic to look at AISH, um, you know, if it truly focuses on severe handicaps. Now, yesterday, the Premier brushed off talk of potential cuts, but did hint that it might be harder to qualify for the assistance in the future. Initially, AISH was a program designed for the severely handicapped, um, uh, but the population of people qualifying has been growing uh, uh, far, far faster than the overall population. And so they have to look at issues like that. What are the uh, criteria? Um, how do we define severely uh, handicapped uh, in this day and age? He says everyone who qualifies will still get their funding, and the Premier says a review shouldn't come as a surprise right now considering the fiscal situation that the province is in. People, as, as long as they qualify, won't be losing benefits. So, Kenny says recipients right now are getting 40% more here than in other provinces and suggested that not everyone who's getting the money fits the bill. Now, following the Premier's comments, critics quick to call out the province for what they say is not reaching out to experts or those with disabilities before announcing the possible changes. NDP critic for Community and Social Services Marie Renaud says the province is disrespecting those with disabilities by not being direct and transparent with their plans. You know, the fact that he's questioning the severity of disability or the possibility of reducing benefits that we're finding out through leaks or Facebook posts, sort of offhanded remarks in press conferences. Uh, Renaud says the province needs to be doing this in a transparent way, and she says it is not. So the program is under review. We don't know what that looks like right now, but there is concern uh, among those who depend on it and those who advocate for them. would like to welcome to the show Don Slater, who is with uh, Voices of Albertans with Disabilities. Don, welcome to 630 Chad. Thank you for having me on today. All right, now let's start with this. Um, in When you first started to, to hear this news, what went through your mind? Uh, I was hearing a lot of judgment and uh, a complete lack of empathy for the community. Um, I think when you don't doubt what you are saying, you can say some pretty insensitive things. And uh, when you don't live the lives that uh, you're being critical of, you can certainly lack the empathy for those lives. And that was pretty apparent in his comments yesterday and those of Matt Wolf. 
when we talk about, um, you know, you're hearing uh, from the province saying that the government is, or Alberta is, uh, Alberta recipients are getting 40% more here than in other provinces. What do you say to that? Well, part of the problem with that comment is it sounds uh, like they're trying to say the people in Alberta are given more than enough when in in reality, it's far too little. Everybody on each and throughout Canada on disability assistance programs are living in absolute poverty. Um, Kenya is also comparing themselves against other provinces that have a much lower cost of living. For example, Quebec City has rent rates that are almost 40% lower than Calgary. So, and you're also not taking in uh, to mind subsidy programs other provinces have and programs that other provinces have to reduce costs. So when taken in its entirety, it's really a misleading and false statement. Don, um, as I mentioned in the intro, you're an advocate for people living with disabilities. You belong to the organization Voice of Albertans with Disabilities. Can you um, tell my listeners what you hear from those uh, who you represent about what it's like to live on AISH, uh, what that money covers, and um, you know some of the choices that are made every day, every month, based on on that uh, that amount that they get from the province? Well, a person living with disability first lives in a lot of isolation. Um, There is no money for enjoying entertainment or going out. It's all dedicated to the uh, necessities of life. Often a sacrifice has to be made for something you need, for something you really need. Um, It's not a comfortable life. It certainly isn't the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow to become disabled. And I think the Conservatives are looking at the community and not really understanding uh, what it is like. And I'm hoping it is just a lack of understanding instead of cruelty that is uh, enabling them to speak the words they are speaking. You know, there is going to be some out there, Don, that say, you know, everything does need to be looked at and maybe there are better ways to um, to, to, to run some of the provincial programs. Um, do you think it's fair in any way that AISH be looked at, um, that it goes under the microscope, uh, given the situation that we are in right now, fiscally, this province? I think you can look at programs and look at um, cost-saving measures, and that's fair. I do understand that the middle-class taxpayer is being squeezed, but we have to understand they're being squeezed not only to help the poor, but they're currently being squeezed to help the rich. And when the province gives money away to the rich, um, it sort of loses its ability to say we have to look at the poor as well. You can't uh, rob Peter to pay Paul when Peter is the poorest person in the community. To use an analogy, forgive me for that, but uh, that's the best way of saying that that I can think of. Uh, when you heard me read that tweet from Matt Wolf, the executive director of issues management for the premier, again, he said, AISH, assured income for the severely, and that was in capital letters, severely handicapped. Um, and he went on to say, but thousands of people with diagnoses for anxiety, ADHD, etc., on our lifetime AISH coverage. Um, when we start looking about maybe um, tightening up or deciding who 
or you know make a, a stricter rules possibly for those who qualify you what do you say to that because i'm going to suggest that there's a number of um disabilities that are not visible that there are things that maybe some people do not understand i mean for example just being in a wheelchair is you know or being in a wheelchair is one disability but there are all sorts of disabilities out there that might prove or and do prove uh, making it difficult if not impossible to work that aren't obvious let's put it that way yeah that is completely true and and mr wolf is uh showing a complete lack of understanding um he has the idea that anxiety cannot be as crippling as any other uh, disability. Uh, he's weighing MS versus cancer. He's weighing being in a wheelchair to against having neuropathic pain. There's things that we can obviously see in this world, uh, and then there's invisible disabilities. But being disabled doesn't mean that you have to be bleeding to be hurt. And this is what Matt Wolf has not seen. And, and, and stacking one disabled person against another is really a very cruel uh, sort of judgment because all of these people are suffering incredibly. And all, all Matt uh, Wolf's words are doing is instilling more fear in these people. They're afraid that not only a shoe is going to fall on them, it's going to be a concrete boot. And uh, their lives are just going to be completely destroyed. So I've, I've heard talk of suicide, I, and, and this is after two days. And Sohani... You, I'm sorry, me, you, you've heard talk of pe- people talking about suicide, about ending their lives? Yes, I've heard talk. Uh, well, I've seen talk uh, in type on, on Facebook and various social media. Uh, people have been contacting me saying, um, my friend is feeling this way. And, and I can c- certainly understand that after being uh, isolated even more for the last several months because of COVID, the general feeling of well-being has gone down in the disabled community. And to be hit with this on top of that, when the, when the whole country is talking about UBI to help out uh, mm-hmm. people who are suffering from the COVID epidemic, and then the UCP is talking about a reverse UBI, taking people off their benefit, where do these people go? You know, you're you're cleaning your ledger at age to put them, put them on society's ledger. You're making people homeless. You're putting them in the hospital. You're actually uh, increasing costs. So, I'm going on a bit. So I'll, I'll let you. Keep, <laughs> it's your Don, show. I'll I, let you talk. <laughs> no, I appreciate your comments, of course, Don. Yeah. That's why we called you up. Now, Don, uh, the premier is saying that the population of people qualifying has been growing far, far faster than the overall population. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have to look at issues like that. What are the criteria? How do we define severely handicapped in this day and age? Yeah. Um, are there people? on AISH who should not be receiving AISH. You know, you always hear about people saying, I have a friend that knows a person that's on AISH that shouldn't be, but you know, in my personal uh, travels, I've never met a person that shouldn't be on AISH. Uh, The doctors that uh, um, fill out the forms are very knowledgeable. They're educated with uh, medical conditions. Um, it is not easy to get on AISH. It is certainly a grueling process for a lot of people. And again, it seems the Premier's comments are generated to promote the idea that the people on AISH are undeserving. 
and uh, they most certainly aren't. They they live in absolute poverty, and nobody would choose that life if they had another life to choose. So why do you believe the numbers are going up? Well, uh, my personal feeling is that we have an aging population, and we have things happening like WCB is rejecting people. Um, they're not paying benefits. So when you have that happen, the people end up on each. When an automobile automobile or an MVA happens and a person is injured and their soft tissue injuries aren't covered, that person ends up on each. Um, our society is basically grinding people down and that's really what has to be looked at. Why are we creating so, disabled people, not why are people applying? Because they're all applying under the same um, requirements that were there 10 years ago. So, so how do we do better? How do we make this better, Don? Uh, well, we just basically have to have a kinder society and and look at what is going on, uh, what is the cause, and what is the result of what we what we decide to do with people. Like like I say, if you take a person off a disability benefit, where do they go? When people mm-hmm. that are completely healthy can't find work, where do the people go that you are judging as not being disabled enough? Where do they go? Uh, I'm just wondering who who comes up with that list. What does that list like? Who who's determining what's a severe disability? Yeah. That's one yeah. of the questions I have. Yeah, and and you're completely right to ask that question because, you know, who is making this assessment? Is it a person that has lived in the community, or is it a person that just mm. is above it and has no idea? I think it was uh, um, John Steinbeck that said. Uh, I'm sort of paraphrasing here because I don't know. Uh, I think he says if you're troubled or hurt or in need, you go to the poor people. They're the only ones that will help, the only ones. And I think he said that because to have empathy, you have to have gone through something. And I think Jason Kenney is going to look back at this moment as the same sort of moment he had when he uh, said that uh, visitation rights to people in suffering through the AIDS epidemic in San Francisco should be reduced. It, it is a comment that is just his empathy wasn't tapping him on the shoulder and saying, hey, you know what, you shouldn't be saying this. So I think he'll look back on that. Uh, Don, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon and um, and for sharing um, your thoughts on this, uh, your experience as well. And we'll stay in touch as this continues to unfold. Thank you for this. Thank you for your help to the disabled community and standing up for people. It's very much appreciated. Don Slater joining me this afternoon with Voice of Albertans with Disabilities. So you're wondering, uh, the age caseloads um, we have right now, as of July 2020 in this province, there are 69,785 recipients of the program. And I can tell you that age clients receive a maximum of $1,685 a month in basic benefits. Spend some time. If you want to check it out, you can just Google it on the Alberta government's website to find out uh, the protocol everything that needs to be done uh, to to uh, just apply for the program but let me know what you think